Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, Align Radio, and now on Stitcher. So we come to you this day with an interesting topic that we want to explore and, and we hope that you're up for this hour, that you are interested in this idea and topic of understanding loss and grief from a vibrational perspective. And the reason I wanted to talk about this on the show today is because a, a close personal friend of mine, someone who'd been on the show a number of times, Tamara Fay, made her transition yesterday. And what was so extraordinary about Tamara Fay is that she she had had a lot of physical contrast for a while and she'd overcome what seemed like some pretty big contrast a number of times. She'd actually cured herself of cancer a number of times and it happened that the cancer came back and this time she made her transition. So today on the show, I want to talk about loss, grief. I want to maybe talk about some taboo subjects amongst the metaphysical community. When those of us who understand the laws, who understand what is going on in the non-physical, make our transitions earlier, quote unquote, than we think we should. And to help me traverse this interesting, deep, topic is my my cohort my co-adventurer my let's go in deep friend <laughs> janice campbell welcome janice welcome thanks thanks for hey, having thank me you. thanks for being up to to talking about this today you know my my hope for this radio show from the very beginning was that we can take topics and go deep in understanding the sort of roots and and look at our lives our everyday lives and still be able to apply these very universal laws in in an intimate way and nothing's more intimate than when someone you love makes their transition and it always is a little bit of a kind of a balancing act in in embracing the grief and the loss of the physical of the person of the personality but also understanding you know, from the larger uh, perspective, what's happening and that we're all going to be making this transition. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we, when we talk about people transitioning, it's almost like, oh yeah, they did that. Oh, don't tell anyone, but they, they, oh, they did that. You know, <laughs> like we're not all going to be doing that. You know, it's just kind of funny, you know, um, it, it's, it's a, it's an interesting topic and, and especially 
when we talk about disease and we talk about how the physical and the metaphysical interact and and we know how to heal ourselves and cure ourselves and yet there's you know there's still going to be transition even though you might be able to cure yourself of everything there there's a, a probably a pretty high probability you're going to make a transition at some point and the physical is going to say yeah enough of this experience but it's a tricky topic don't you find oh it's absolutely tricky but you know i'm i'm kind of um What's jumping out at me right now is when you said she, talking about Tammy, she cured herself of cancer and then the cancer came back and we know how to heal ourselves and cure ourselves. But I'm just wondering, do we really ever cure? Is it us who cures ourselves? Yeah, it's a good yeah. question, and and I really want to dedicate this show because otherwise it kind of sounds like that here. Oh, they cure, they're good, they cured themselves. Like somehow they got an A on a test. Right. Because right. they knew how to cure themselves. Well, what if it's bigger than that? You know, what, what if there's bigger? more going on than what we could comprehend from our limited perspective? Yes. And I and I want to dedicate this show to her because I know that she knew the truth and that she lived in full compliance and understanding of the truth. And she made her transition at a relatively what we would consider from our perspective young age. But who is that? Who are we to judge? I mean, we recently lost Steve Jobs and all of us have been, you know, yappering about the fact that it was too soon and, and he could have lived much longer. And and, and yet I, I just feel like we need to step back a little bit and and a view off and say, what are we measuring for? Mm-hmm. You know, are we measuring for uh, the the one who lives longest wins? Right. Really? Right. I always think it's funny, like with marriages too. You know, oh, I've been married for 75 years. Hate my spouse, but been married <laughs> for 70. Like that's supposed to be, yay. <laughs> I know. I've lived to 95. Yes. I'm, I'm broken and sad, but I'm here, you know. Yeah. It, it's just really interesting. And, and um, you know, one of the most radical parts of, of the Abraham work, and of course, is, is if you're listening to the show for the first time, we are wonderful, happy followers of the Abraham Hicks teachings, abraham-hicks.com. And, you know, they talk about this idea that the physical and non-physical, that we as a human species make these sort of lines this is physical, this is non-physical. And they keep talking about how the fact that there just isn't that. And it's a continuum and a flow and that we're eternal beings and we're popping in and out of consciousness and, and this particular time-space reality, as they like to say it. And they've often gone so far as to say is that we wish for you, humans, that you would view the transition of animals, friends, whatever, uh, loved ones, family, as, as someone who has decided to leave the movie Mm-hmm. And you will see them again, you know, so it, it, it kind of made me laugh because it's so radical from how we see death. You know, we see it so, so far much more dramatic. And and I just kind of laughed at they think, you know, wouldn't it be kind of strange if someone said, hey, guys, I'm going to leave the movie. Uh, uh, you guys enjoy the rest of the film. I, I'm going to go. And we go, no, we need a memorial before you go. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like... <laughs> it reminds me my mom. She used to always say, I don't want to be the last one at the party. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, she wasn't. She wasn't. But I think about that. It's like. It's it's kind of tr- like some people like to be the last one at the party, you know, really yes. squeeze every last moment out of the party. And other yes. people don't like to be the they like to leave the party when the party's thriving. They don't like to hang out in the dwindling part when the party's winding down. Yeah, you know, I think it's again, because we have so much significance around it. But when you think of we're all going to die at some point, it is kind of interesting to look and say, you know, what do I want? Am I going to be the first one to leave the party, the middle, the last? I don't know. 
But it, it's like yeah. a different context to hold it instead of, oh, my God, this horrible thing happened that should not have happened. Like, that feels odd. That does feel odd. And, and it's one of those things, too, where um, I just feel like we have to kind of admit that we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that we don't know everything. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it, it's something where we just have to really release the fact that we don't know everything. And it's okay. And then, um, and then wondering, it's like hearing you say that, like, why, why is it so important to us to know everything like if mo- if life is lived moment by moment by moment and being present to the moment like that's where life is actually lived why do we have to know everything right beyond that like what's that all about what's that about you know and and i i really feel like there one of my desires is that a human species we we wake up to the truth of our non-physical brilliance and our connection to that which we cannot necessarily see in the physical world and that we can continue on with relationships for those who pass on and many people do i mean esther talks about how she had this very long in-depth relationship with her her father who passed over and after a while they were connecting in the non-physical and they finally said, hey, you know, I think I think we've exhausted, you know, everything we wanted to say. Um, we'll check in every once in a while. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and there was some kind of fu- really wonderful relief. Like, I would love it if if as, you know, our loved ones transitioned, they could make like a long distance call. <laughs> uh, we're, we're good. We're good. Have lovely well, life. You know, See that you is exactly, exactly <laughs> what happened with my mom. You know, really? my mom passed away in, in 2008 very abruptly and it was a week before thanksgiving and i then thanksgiving is going to relatives for you know i was really not wanting to you know feeling really not wanting to go like a couple days before and the morning of thanksgiving i had the most glorious dream where she was talking to me she was with my dad who had passed away earlier she was telling me how happy she is how don't worry about her everything is i mean that that thanksgiving was the most blissful thanksgiving i've ever had yeah, yes. and even after that, I would get these phone calls. Like, like it must have been like in a dream state, but it's like she was actually calling me and talking to me and hugging me. I could hug both of my parents as long as I wanted. They said, wow. "Take your time. We're in no hurry." I mean, wow. it was glorious, blissful, but it really shifted the whole death thing to me. Like, how, well, there's so much we don't know. So for us to be thinking that we know, it's just beyond us. It is beyond us. And but what I see, Janice, is I see so many people and myself included, but but I because I I kind of get this at a real deep level, I'm able to, I think to allow the grace to move in and move through transitions more quickly. But I have friends and family who really suffer for years after the transition of someone that they loved. And, and it's frustrating and difficult because I, I can't give them what I know and I don't even know it all. But what I do have is like a deep trust that there is so much more going on and that I can have connection with the non-physical, just like you said. Yeah. You know, that dream is as real as us uh, here today. Absolutely. And it stayed with me. I mean, it's still giving me life. You know what I mean? Like, like I still reflect back on that and it's, it's still present. 
And isn't that the whole reason we get into spirituality is so that we can have a more clear connection with the non-physical, whether it be with our source energy, the largest, the large knowingness, the oneness, and even the individual energies and consciousness that we interact with on this physical level. Isn't that what we long yeah. for? I was thinking about that the other day. It's kind of like every every interaction, there's so much invisible behind, like I may be having a conversation with a friend, but there's so much, like everything has the invisible behind it. Nothing right. is at random, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And so we sit here and we talk about resistance. And we talk about letting go. And we talk about being positive and staying in the vortex. Now, if I just want to say right now to you and everyone listening, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I don't want y'all talking about how I wasn't in the vortex most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you well, she thought she was in the vortex, but clearly the bus hit her, so she couldn't have, you know what I mean? It's like, please don't do that. <laughs> but again, but again, let's look at that. Does it matter? Does it matter? No, like, who cares if no one's in the vortex all the time? No. Like, should we feel bad when we're not in the vortex? Like, who cares? Like, sometimes yes. I'm having a really crappy day. I don't care. People think I'm a bitch. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not in the <laughs> vortex, but it's like, I don't expect myself to be in it all the time. But also your transition isn't a failure. Can right. we just, just say that? No, but just like my day wouldn't be a failure. Right. You no, know, it's like right. nothing, it, unless we label it as such and think and make it up as it's, you know, like the whole thing. How could we have that contrast? How could we have the light without the darkness or yes. we need the contrast. It's only yeah. us saying, I mean, like, do we really want people to live forever? I mean, what would our planet be like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course we don't want that. So we kind of have to be with all of it. We have to be with all of it. And Abraham said, you know, you can live forever and your bodies are meant to live forever, but we really don't think that's what you want to do. And if we really okay. believe that we're eternal beings, nobody's going anywhere. No one's and I think that's the thing. If you, you know, like we talk about having faith, like, you know, what's that joke of like people, oh, I have faith, I believe, but I don't want to die. Well, then what happened to the faith? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, we have to get to a place like there really is nothing to be afraid of. I mean, there we may it. not like everything. Things may be uncomfortable, sad, heartbreaking to us, but it doesn't mean that it's not life or that yes. we're not going to get through it. Yeah. You know, it was important to me. I was able to spend a little bit of time with Tam as, as she was making her, uh, just kind of deciding that she was going to go. And um, and it, it was last weekend. And I really wanted her to know that she had not failed. And and I and I think that's so important for those who are making their transition and that they have not, and even if it's of a disease, that they have not failed anyone. You know, that their teachings and their experiences and their life made a difference and it will go on. You know, Tammy had a, she did have a lot of plans, but that doesn't mean that she failed, mm -hmm. you know, and for whatever reason that she decided to make her transition, I know that all is well. And I'm excited in these next weeks, months, years to connect with her knowing um, that all is truly well. And that because she knows what I know, it might be even easier for us to connect on that non-physical. Um, but it, just to let go of the judgment that we have some time with each other about transitioning, it's not failure. Right. But you know what? It's interesting too. Then when you said, you know, her life made a difference that it kind of strikes me as like, does that even matter? You know what I mean? All this stuff is so made up. Oh, I left a great legacy. I made a really big difference. Like if we're measuring for that, we're kind of not really living in the moment. Yep. Like it's kind of, it's the flip side of the failure thing. Like yeah. if we have to say you didn't fail, then well, what, why are we talking about success? 
Very true. Very true. It's sort of like a more of an innate knowing and receiving of the fact that every you can't live a life without it being absolutely successful. And it doesn't matter. It's a life. All life is good. Yes. All life is good. All expressions are good. Yes, like yes. some, like I always think it's interesting, like careers, like how will, oh, this person's so incredible because they're doing this career. It's like, it's all valuable. It's all important. We all yes. matter. It's all good. Well, one of the most kind of challenging teachings that Abraham has taught, and, and for most part, I'm right on board with what they say. But when they talk about, and, I, and I'm not questioning the rightness of it, but my, my sort of limiting beliefs kind of clash with this idea that they say we transition ourselves. In other words, our higher self, our higher knowing is absolutely in the driver's seat as to when this transition is going to happen. Oh, and it, I, always, I, oh, I, it kind of mystified me. Really? I can't see that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny this morning. I mean, this is on a different level, but this morning I kind of felt like I had a cold coming on, you know, that feeling. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, I kind of feel like resting. You know what I mean? I kind of like almost like I kind of want this cold because I need a break, you know? <laughs> and then I and then I and then I started thinking, oh, but I really don't like what usually happens is I lose my taste and I can't taste food and I love to eat. So I thought, oh, maybe I won't do that. But it kind of was that moment where it could go either way. I mean, I could see benefit to each one. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes yeah. it's, I mean, I've been in situations extremely stressful where it's almost like, take me out. It feels easier, right? You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like, I, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea if I just <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, in a, I, I always think it's interesting to a lot of us, a lot of times I've seen that people actually die how they live. Yes. You know, there's, again, like, you know, how we do one thing is how we do everything. Why would we be different? In yeah. making our transition than how we've lived our whole life. Yeah, it is interesting, but it comes back to that trusting in our larger knowing, in our inner being, and and really dealing with our feelings. And what we want to get into in the next segment is looking at the feelings of loss, the feelings of grief. And if we can understand the mechanics, if you will, of what's going on when we experience feelings of loss and grief, I think it can help us receive the grace that is available to transition through these feelings as our loved ones transition um, from the physical to the non-physical. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a track from a recent Abraham Hicks workshop where they really approach this idea of what's happening in our relationships when we love someone and what's happening when they transition and what we're left with feeling. And and I hope that that will give us a little bit more information on the sort of, again, the mechanics of what's going on in our our metaphysical experience. If you'd like to get your own copies of the Abraham Hicks workshops, we highly, highly encourage you to visit their website at abraham-hicks.com and download a full workshop for yourself so that you can get more of this delicious teaching. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray and stay tuned. We'll be right back. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. 
please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. There is peace There is quiet Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Reverend Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on Touching the Stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that'll captivate you, Touching the Stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, where we'll be joining in the consciousness of the unceasing prayer activity of Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books, Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. So before the break, we were talking about, you know, really waking up to some of the ideas of transitioning and what's happening when people go, quote unquote, before their time or in what seemingly is tragic circumstances and trying to embrace more of the larger perspective of this transition of energy moving in and out of the physical. And yet we have to deal with our feelings. I mean, it's so critical that we not push our feelings down, that we not ignore what we're feeling. And of course, the feelings of loss and grief are very profound and can sometimes be incredibly overwhelming. 
And um, I want to play a little bit of a track that was recently recorded at an Abraham Hicks workshop where a person was asking very sincerely, what's happening when we lose uh, loved ones? And, and in, in this situation, he's talking about not only people who you know make their transition but might move away or breakups or divorces. Uh, what is going on with loss and grief? Let's listen to a little bit of that workshop and then talk about it. Here we go. Hi, Abraham. Thank you so much for continuing to tour and come around and share with us and help us to have communion with you and get a little closer to the vortex every time. Funny that you put it that way because we don't go anywhere. We all You have to come to where we are or you don't hear anything. So I have a question about... Back, uh, away, back away from that just a little bit. How's that? So I have a question regarding uh, loss. It's interesting how we come together in relationships, in life, in family, and it's so beautiful coming together, and it gets so familiar communing and being close with one another. And then as we go apart through death or through splitting up or just distance, you know, there's always... Um, even with the people who are really steeped in this work, it seems like there's always some pain of that sadness of that uh, loss, that we're, missing. We're, we're trying to help you get over that. And, and, it, and the reason for it, we want to hear more from you if you've, if you've got more, but the reason that, that, that the thing that we really want you to hear about that is that most people have been looking for love in all the wrong places. They've been looking for security in all the wrong places. They've been, they've been looking to others to buoy them and complete them. And so then when something happens, in other words, you can't control what others do, then sometimes you feel like a puppet who has been let go, who has, they've let go of your strings and now you don't have any support for a little while. But when you get it that all this that you're looking for when you're having a wonderful relationship with someone, it's not what you think it is. In other words, when you're adoring someone, the reason that it feels so wonderful is because in your adoration of them, you are in agreement with your source about them. So it's sort of like when you say to someone, I love you, what you're really saying is, I love you, and since my inner being loves you, then I am not providing any disconnection between myself and my inner being as I hold you as my object of attention. When you say to someone, I hate you, you make me feel bad, what you're really saying is, I, I'm not looking at you as my inner being looks at you, so I'm using you as my excuse to disconnect from who I really am. So when you get everything into that context so that you are looking for your alignment first, you are looking for your vortex first, you're caring about how you feel first, then your relationships all become very healthy relationships because now you're not depending on someone else for the way you feel. And I really like that last part. Healthy relationships. Isn't that what we're all wanting? Right. Yeah. The healthy relationship. And this idea that our relationships, the reason they feel so good is because when we love someone, we are experiencing our God self. Mm -hmm. It's so profound. And no, because, no inner conflict. 
No inner conflict. It is the ride. I mean, that's why love and love stories and romances. And I mean, they they really have our attention because it's when we are in love or when we love someone romantic or just familiar or a family-based love, we are experiencing in that moment, in those moments, what God, our high self, our, it's our true blending. Mm-hmm. It's that blended self. And that's why it feels so exhilarating and it feels so stifling and and horrible when that is cut off, when we perceive it as being cut off, you know? Yes. That's and then and then but then what happens is we start looking to that other person as our source. Like, oh, I feel so good when I'm in their presence. Yeah. And then when they go away or someone is presented to us who is not showing us their most lovely self and we buy into that, then we feel cut off. That is a huge false premise, though, and so confusing, I think, for most of us on the planet, because we've, if we don't know this information that we're talking about, that the reason it feels so good to love that person is because you're now blending with your inner being, and the whole reason that you want to have an experience is to blend with your inner being. I mean, it really is the only <laughs> true A ticket, E ticket, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> But this idea then that if the person goes away or if the animal or pet goes away or and nothing actually goes away, but if the house burns down, right, then there is this false premise that says now that I don't have that physical expression of my blendedness, I'm not able to, you know, have that blendedness. Right. And that's the false. Premise. I can't access those feelings unless that person is with me. But the fact that you're feeling it at all tells you that you have access to those feelings. Right. You have accessed God. Yes. You know, I mean, you can't get around it. You have done it. If you have felt love, you have blended with your source. But understanding that it's that blending that is the feeling and not the person's physical presence is such a, a graceful awakening, you know, yeah. into it's so that. Tr- it's so slippery, though, because we're so trained. Like, you know, if you meet someone, you you will live happily ever after. Like we're continuously story tales, you know, fairy tales, whatever. We're so trained as we're waiting, we're waiting, and we're waiting. When that person shows up, yay, life begins. It's a total yeah. false premise. <laughs> total false premise. And then what's even worse is that if they go away, then we're devastated for a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, really? Really? You want to spend a decade? Right. I'm because... never going to find anybody like them again. I'm never oh. going to be happy again. No one could ever take their place. We think it's about the person. We think it's about the person. And in the meantime, we're mo- we're losing out on all those experiences of being blended um, that are available to us. We're missing out because on Because we reason. made the decision blending only happens in a certain right. way. You know, right. like the planets have to line up perfectly before we can have the experience of being blended. Well, this is exactly riffing on what we talked about last week, is that if you're measuring for the physical manifestation, mm-hmm. then you're lost. But if you measure for the emotional connection, the emotional blending, if you measure for that as your manifestation, you're 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 going to be able to have a joyous life experience because you can always go back and reconnect no matter what's going on in the physical realm. It's freedom at its core. Yes. You know, and so my so my question is grappling, you know, when loved ones transition or divorce happens or, you know, the unexpected, expected, etc., you know, the amount of time I almost feel like there's a there's a certain amount of time 
that I need to sort of be with my feelings of grief and loss. It's I'm not to the zippity doodah point from day one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but you I know need- what's great and beautiful about that? Nobody ever says we have to be. It's right. so it's such a personal thing. That's even I noticed when my mom passed away, my dad, every, people tell you how to grieve that, you know, <laughs> you should be doing this and you should be doing this. And what about this? And oh, you must be feeling this. And it used to kind of drive me crazy because some days I felt like what they were saying. Other days I didn't feel like what they were saying. But yeah. it's it was I feel like it's my personal journey. Like I don't have to explain it to anyone or try to do the right thing or fit into how most people grieve. But it was it was so personal. You're so right. We have to release judgment on how people grieve. It is really not up to us to discern whether something is short or long enough. But what I do know and why I'm passionate about this material is that when we understand the mechanics of our grief and the mechanics of our loss, we can allow ourselves to possibly move through some of these feelings to a point where we can get back to uh, fully aligning with source. And that is really what it's all about, whether it be with our relationship with ourselves and with those who are in our life, our lives. So it, it is such an interesting topic. Now we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about why understanding these mechanics are so important for our ability to get back to our joyous life and to be at peace with what is going on in our world. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray. We'll be right back after the break. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Someone once said that inspiration feeds the soul. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on the Unity FM radio network. Each week, we bring you pure inspiration, empowerment, and insight. Join us as we talk with best-selling authors, celebrities, and some of the most dynamic teachers in new thought and motivation in the world today. Spirituality Today is Unity FM's spiritual book club and a whole lot more. Be sure to listen in and open up to the wonder and beauty of all that spirit is in and through you. Spirituality Today with Jamie Sanders every Wednesday at noon Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcome. 
Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio at Unity FM, Unity.fm and Align Radio at AlignRadio.com. Janice, I you know, I think it's so important that, you know, again, we understand sort of the 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 underpinnings of what healthy relationships are and and what they mean. And I want to play a little bit of the next segment and we'll talk more about Abraham's take on this understanding of loss and grief in relationship to those that we love. Looking at you as my inner being looks at you. So I'm using you as my excuse to disconnect from who I really am. So when you get everything into that context so that you are looking for your alignment first, you are looking for your vortex first, you're caring about how you feel first, then your relationships all become very healthy relationships because now you're not depending on someone else for the way you feel. And when you think about it, those are the most delicious relationships of all because the worst relationship in the world is to say, hello, who is it? (laughs) The worst relationship in the world is to say, How I feel is dependent upon something that you do. So you need to be or do this thing in order for me to feel good. And so it leaves you feeling vulnerable because you can't control them. And it leaves them feeling bondage because they feel like they are responsible for the way you feel. And that is the primary reason that most relationships don't work because it just doesn't feel good to carry all of that baggage around. When you finally get it, that you can feel good because you have the ability to come into alignment with who you are, who you really are no matter what, then you are free from all of that bondage, and then all of your relationships can be the delicious ones that they are meant to be. Right. You are moving through this life experience as individuals, but you are never alone. And you are not alone because you have the resource of source with you, but you are also never alone because in connecting with the resource of source, then there are all these manifestational rendezvous moment by moment by moment by moment by moment so that things are interesting, so that life is full and fun, you say. Yes, but these... I want to stop there for a moment because I think there was some juicy stuff in there. And <laughs> I just think about, you know, in my past, and I ha- and of course I can laugh about it now, but I, I think about the months and, oh God, are the years that I suffered over how uh, controlling how someone else was feeling or doing something that they were doing in my life. Um, how he was reacting, how what he said, you know, everything hinged on whether or not this person did this or that and the other. And talk about bondage. <laughs> Do you I think mean, that only happens in the past? <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm thinking a- last last night, my daughter, she has a, a math, t- she had a math test today and a history test tomorrow. And, you know, she had a study. I'm like, Christina, you got a study. And I could hear her up there talking to her friends and doing her thing. And it was just like, I was in bondage. <laughs> that's the worst part is that and again let's go deeper into what false premise you've got going on there because if it feels like you're in bondage you have you know you're in a false premise that says if she doesn't pass this test she's going to live on the streets and it'll be all your fault and that's ridiculous (laughs) yeah yeah, it's true let me think like so if she doesn't it's i mean she'll pass but she won't I guess my fear is that she won't be living up to her potential and that somehow that'll be my fault. Okay, like, so let I me stop you right up... there because yeah. that is a brilliant, brilliant moment to take a breath and say you are not seeing her through the eyes of Source mm-hmm. because Source would never, ever, ever say that about her. And the minute you transition in that moment to say, ah, oh, I forgot who I am. Excuse me. Let me take a moment. And you see her through the eyes of Source. Those fears melt away, don't they? 
I mean, well, yeah, it's almost like I see her through the eyes of source. But if I really were to tr be able to, let's see, trust what lives within her, because she seems to be fine, like she, she manages her time really well. She actually gets her work done. But it's my fear that because it doesn't look the way I would do something or the way I think it should be unfolding, that I but, get afraid. But all that fear means I have temporarily... I'm temporarily looking at her outside of the eyes of my, of my larger knowing. And right. that's painful no matter what. And whatever excuse that you use, she doesn't do things the way I think she should. Blah, blah. None of that matters. I think the core is in that moment, we've lost the blending. And not maybe that's too strong. We can't actually ever lose it. But, but it we've chosen. Feels, yeah, but it feels like if I were to trust and have faith in her, see her through the eyes of source, that somehow I would be. I mean, I know this logically doesn't make sense, but it's kind of how like my mind would go. Then I'm doing something wrong. I'm not I don't, the I mother don't think it's I about, could be. Or I don't be. think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's trusting in her. I think it's trusting in you. Yeah, but but also I get afraid because I think I can't trust her. You know, kind of like if I don't ride her butt, she's not going to do it. She's not. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 up to me. So maybe I'm not trusting myself to trust her <laughs> well that's and then again there's there's got false premise written all over that you know the fact that you're vulnerable to um doing something right or she'll suffer and she's in bondage because she might not be able to do it the way that you see it i mean it's just well, and when i just... get worked up i mean when i get like Come on, she, i mean i know then she feels bad so yeah. obviously she's not going to be able to do her best work when she's feeling like she's doing something wrong or she's doing it the wrong way or and what, what Abraham's saying in that segment is this is the primary reason a lot of relationships have issues or don't work, you know, because we keep making each other dependent on how we feel. If she did this, this, and this, I, right. would, feel, I would feel like a good right. mother. Oh, you're doing a great job. Good job. You got your homework done. Good girl. <laughs> and I would say, you know, the great mother feeling, and I say this to myself too, has to come separate from anything else that's going on in the external world. Anything. Because that's just a given. Because when Oh, I you like are... that. Let me just rewind. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I like that because even though I know better, I do very often attach it to them doing things that I think will work. Even though it's said in the name of for their good... Yeah. It really is to make me feel okay about that I'm doing it right. And so if not, I could separate yeah. that out and yeah. actually know, because I know I'm a great mom, like really, you know, it, I don't need to keep looking at the circumstances or the relative plane or the outer world to tell me whether or not, you know, I'm being a good mom. It kind of reminds me of what we were talking about last week with the man. It's a feeling. Everything that gets, it's a feeling first, but, but I could also see being on this train of thought, how I could mess with that flow and start being a participant in manifesting things that I don't want to have happen. Well, what we know from the mechanics of, of this segment of what we've been told by Abraham is that when you, any, any time in your life that you felt like a good mom, that means you were blended with source. Mm -hmm. That you could not have the feeling of ha of being a good mom unless you were seeing through the eyes of source, right, in that moment. So the only thing that's out of whack is that perspective. And that perspective has nothing to do with what your kids are doing. Mm -hmm. That perspective is simply... Well, the, unless I it, make it up and say that it does yeah. have something to do. <laughs> right. 
But it's that's a false premise. Right. That's living under a false premise. And you'll never get to happiness from there yeah. because there's just too many moving parts. You cannot control it. I love this idea that being a good wife, being a good lover, being a best friend, all of it is contingent on my connection to source. None of it is contingent on how people are doing, what the judgments are, how they appear, what they're reacting to. I just love going back to that haven that says, all I have to do is to remember to connect to that larger knowing and my kids, best friends, husband, mm -hmm. uncle, aunt will all flourish in that yes. knowing. Yeah. Like you know? I really don't have to keep messing with the pot, you know, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. And there's, yeah. there's no end in that. Well, site. then it's almost, it's interesting. Cause what I'm hearing is that you, you know, it reminded me of years ago. I probably mentioned before, I just loved it. This woman, someone was telling me the story about this woman who had these three grown boys and they were like fabulous men. And, and this woman said, how did you raise such wonderful children? And she says, I just prayed to God that I would do nothing that would interfere with their inner loveliness. And it's like, wow, could it really be that easy? It is that Because what I'm getting it, from this conversation easy. is it's better for me when I'm feeling the angst around the homework or the tests to go find a happy place for myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Abraham always says, just find a better thought or do something that feels good or, you know, just it's like almost like, tr you know, walk away. Yeah. And go that's it. read that's or do it. something that feeds me, that makes me feel really great. Yeah. And, and when my three-year-old is acting out in front of people who I know are judging about what has happened to this child, that they'd be acting out like that. And it's a reflection <laughs> on me. It's my time to go to God and just release it and laugh and be a joyful and funny. And because the minute I start to take on his behavior is my, you know, my judgment as to whether I'm a good mom or a bad mom. Boy, am I so in an unhealthy relationship with those around me and with my son. Right. You know, right. that we have just got into, uh, you know, a situation that is cut off from the very love that we are here to experience. And so it's really all about us. It's never about them. So as we kind of go through this experience in relationships and they are teachers at the core and Abraham says that over and over, anyone and everyone, whether it be a 15 minute relationship or a 15 year relationship or a lifetime, they are teachers. They are here to help us remind us that we are truly coming from source and that the pain is so great that the refuge in remembering that all is truly well and that there is a larger picture that is implementing our unfolding and that you are not responsible for anybody. It just gives you this big deep breath, mm. you know, and you can let go of those who are physically still here with us and having experiences and you can let go of those who have decided to make their transition to come full circle as we wrap this hour up. I, I do believe that understanding the mechanics of our grief and loss allows us to go to that refuge, that home, that inner place of just laying down and saying, I surrender to trying to control circumstances or know it all. I just trust in my deepest heart of hearts that all is truly well and that love is dominant and that there is a greater unfolding here than even my mind can conceive of. And so I bless those that have come into my life and know that they are truly cared for and that they are the face of God. You know, it is that refuge. And then I think that you know, knowing the teachings of Jesus like we do uh, and, and how we embrace it metaphysically in the unity practice gives me such comfort to just trusting that that surrender. Yes. You know, yeah. I, this too, I surrender, mm. you know.
Well, Janice, this has been a powerful hour. And I we've really run the gamut of Woo. relationships from, <laughs> from the now and from those who are who have transitioned. So I I just thank you for your willingness to walk through this. I know that the reads can get kind of sticky. <laughs> <laughs> it's all know. good. It's all good. It's all God. Until the journey. Next time. The journey. <laughs> thank you, Janice. Well, thank you again, and we'll see you next time on Everyday Attraction. Well, we thank you again for spending this hour with us, and we hope that something you heard. Uh, gave you some comfort today and we encourage you to continue to explore your inner knowing and that you are truly never never alone and that source is connecting with you in every moment delivering greater and greater rendezvous points of understanding and so we release that knowing today and we know that all is truly well and to end our show today, we have a little bit of a Law of Attraction card reading from our, our friend Charcel. We'll end the show with that. And we will just wish you love, light, and true knowing that you are all that is. See you next time. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Our card today tells us, my every story is attracting its vibrational smash. Every thought you think is vibrating at a very personal frequency. And by the powerful law of attraction, the essence of that which is likened to itself is drawn. That thought is now attracting another thought that is its vibrational match. And now those combined thoughts are vibrating at a frequency that is higher than the thought that came before. And they will now, by the law of attraction, attract another and another and another. Until eventually the thoughts will be powerful enough to attract a real life situation or manifestation. Your every story is attracting its vibrational match. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like and that today is sunny with possibilities as I send out good stories to the universe. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Go to www.sendoutcards.com attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Align Radio, alignradio.com. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. 
Call him with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach for weekly inspiration on ways to identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, where your purpose is your prosperity. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Rev. Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Spiritual Coaching, Creating a Vibrant Life. Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real-world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Rev. Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, 
I can advance them in the present moment, guided and supported by God. I live my best life now. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Good parenting doesn't happen by default. It is intentional. It is a decision about who you will be and what you will do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverend Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters. Experience the light side of parenting, realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on Unity principles, talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting, and address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Working at Unity Village is more than just a good job. It's good work. We're a not-for-profit organization that helps people around the globe live more abundant and meaningful lives. Our work environment is unique in keeping with the heritage of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, visionary founders of the Unity Movement. At the same time, Unity is a 21st century workplace. Job seekers will find plenty of challenges in a wide range of specialties, from information technology to culinary arts, communications to publishing, prayer ministry to retreats, and more. Employees are eligible for a variety of perks and benefits, including a campus setting with year-round activities and a four-day work week in many departments. To see what employment opportunities await you, visit us at unityjobs.org and apply today. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith, I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith, I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend, and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com.